1: Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. It's gonna be a good one. Oh, this is tea. This, this is can- this is just straight tea. It's not that um violent or it's mm-hmm. just tea celebrity drama. So 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 the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the Australia incident. We're kind of packing everything in during this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. We film in advance, so I'm not sure what's come out in the media about all this. I'm excited to see. We're going to have testimony for the first time ever from Debbie Lloyd. I think that's going to be exciting. We talked about her at length. I know. And you'll be there. And I'll be there. Yeah, (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, So today we're going to go into what is known as the staircase incident. Oh, the staircase incident. The staircase okay. incident. There is only one person to have ever witnessed witnessed Johnny be physically violent with Amber, and mm. it's her little sister, Whitney Hurd. I gotcha. Yeah. So, during this alleged incident, Camp Amber would claim that during an argument with Johnny, he had tried to push her baby sister. I think she was thirty at this point. Her <laughs> baby sister. <laughs> her baby sister. Keywords here. Down the stairs, which led to Amber committing the only act of violence she's ever committed against Johnny, according to her, punching him in the face. Um, and I wanted to just list, let you what? listen to some audio real the quick. On, I'm like shocked. The only violence, really. I know because <laughs> we've had we've seen a lot. I, I watched you lie, and then I, I, I didn't s- punch s- you. And by the have- way, you. I'm sorry that I didn't.
0: You, uh, uh, uh hit me. you
1: across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was
2: not
0: punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You know, even a lot of fights have been around a long time. I uh, know. No, yeah, no right? when you fucking have a closed you fist. You
1: not get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch
0: you. I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. You can't. I don't deck know what the po- motion of my actual hand was, but you're. Fine. I did
1: not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting. you. See, she says to? I know you've been in a lot of fights. You've been around the block a few times. I'm like, oh my oh god. My. Yeah, with her. She's punching him. Yeah, well, not punching him. She was hitting him. A proper hit. A proper hit. <laughs> I don't know what the full motion of what my is hand the, how was. Is that pro- yes. Oh man. Okay. Um. But yes, this incident. Um, was a catalyst that led to Whitney being kicked out of the penthouses that everyone's living at free of rent Yes, uh, on Johnny. Um, so we're going to get into a testimony that says otherwise to this entire event, that this is not what happened, along with texts and emails to back up what Whitney told friends and family at the time. And her words, she said that Amber was trying to kill Johnny and that's why she had to leave the penthouses yeah and this happened about a week after the Australia incident oh my gosh like ish maybe a little bit longer so the finger incident happens on March the 8th right and then they come home and they're in separate homes and I don't know why necessarily he was there at this point in time um but at this is march 23rd and he has a cast remember this yeah he has like a his cast finger. on his hand it was put on him on march the 17th he had dinosaurs put on it because he said he dinosaurs. wanted the kids one and um but he's got this cast on and no one makes mention of the cast which is very interesting to me with what happened
2: did he punch that were they alleging that he they're punched ledging, the other punched hand the non-cast hand? they're and,
1: like yeah and grab people with both hands, but I don't know how he did that. And he's with suffering with MRSA at this point in time as well. Yeah. So like, let's just all like remember everything. He's also still on medical leave from Pirates of the Caribbean, filming Pirates mm-hmm. at this point in time. But before we dive into this nonsense, let's dive into the wine that I'm let's really excited do about. do it. I'm so excited. Uh, well, you opened it and sniffed it. It so smells so you good. You know it's going to be good.
2: <laughs> I know. I had to pick a good one, of course, uh, knowing that we were going to talk about this. Mm. Um, we are drinking 2019 sexual chocolate. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So this is like really funny. This is a not stuffy wine at all. I'm going to pour a glass and then we will drink and watch this little video. We'll link it for I'm you guys so to watch excited. too. Cause yeah, you just can't unsee
1: this once you see it. I literally, I opened up the bottle. Oh my and gosh. It, it does. Like, smell it smells so like strawberry and chocolate. Like it smells so good. And look how dark it is too. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. I'm going to have to have this one again. What was the price point on it? $21. Oh, not bad oh, at good all. Good by the case. Yep. And this was a suggestion to us from, there was a lady in uh, the store that we were at and she suggested it to Sasha and I, but then like you. Oh, I saw it. I was like, I want that. They have funny other wines, like send
2: nudes and (laughs) they have like a bunch of crazy ones. Um, It's a red blend, Syrah Zinfandel Malbec, $21. And we can already sniff it from here.
1: So I'm so excited. This might be my new favorite. You didn't even cheers with me. Oh my! I just went for it. Cheers! God. Cheers! No, it's good.
2: I love. I it. I love it. It's actually really good. Um, so kind of funny. Started. <laughs> you saw their crazy video. Um, <laughs> they, I think it started in their dorm or something. Amazing. Yeah, a bootleg operation. My buddies and I had in college. Um, <laughs> they say be. Uh, we started making wine knowing it would be used for late night drinking and that the French are annoying.
1: <laughs> As a Canadian, uh, I can attest I know. The that. the
2: French are annoying. <laughs> yeah. uh, it says, this is to be drank immediately and shared with girls. When you want more, just call us, Brandon. And this is Brandon's number.
1: That's <laughs> Brandon, you
2: didn't Brandon. pick up. I know. Well, Aunt, clear your voicemail, Brandon. Yeah, more wine. Get back to us. Come be on our show.
1: Tell us, <laughs> where your, uh, your pants, your leather <laughs>
2: Watch the video. You'll know. you see a lot of Brandon. Mm. Um, cool. What do you taste?
1: I taste chocolate. Good wine. Yes. For chocolate. sure. It's very smooth.
2: Just says ripe dark fruit. So I don't know. It, you were right. Cherries, berries, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's nope. funny. It says this wine goes great with late night debauchery and should be shared immediately with girls, boys, donkeys, or whatever you're into.
1: <laughs> of course they would say that. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to be talking a lot about cheating in this episode. So, this is perfect. <laughs> it's a nice wine pairing. Yes, sexual chocolate. So, a little bit of background before we hop into this. A lot of people, including myself until recently, actually um, believe that Johnny Depp had left his partner Vanessa of 14 years right? with his children for Amber. Um, I found out in reading transcripts and everything this week um, that no, he actually had seen a woman named Rochelle in between seeing going to see Amber. Okay. So I guess it wasn't like- So a, he didn't like leave her for he, Amber. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. a woman that was like, <laughs> yeah. what, 20 years, 23 years, I think we saw was yeah. like his junior. Yeah, so Rochelle and him, I don't know too much about her. Her name was Rochelle Hathaway. Um, in court transcripts, Johnny did admit that initially there had possibly been an overlap between herself and Amber when things were just getting started. But he said when Amber and his relationship became serious, he only saw Amber. However, Amber was insanely jealous of Rochelle. Are you surprised? I mean, she would be jealous of anything. And lest we forget, like we said in the last part, at this point in time, people like the concierge and everything had submitted witness testimonies that Amber had been bringing Elon Musk into the penthouse at this point. So she's already having an affair. And someone else, who was it? Um, James Franco later. Later. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so. Yeah, the week that they, have the, they the do fight. the split and everything, that's when yeah. he spotted in the elevator. I mean, he might have gone up before, I don't know, but that's sure. when I know from court documents he was in that elevator. And he's actually being subpoenaed for this. I don't really know, if you know that. Yeah, so he's going to do video testimony to whether he saw the bruise on her face <gasps> or not. Oh, The Disappearing Bruce! The Disappearing yes. Bruce. yeah. So we'll see what he says that. Oh, that'll be that. interesting. Oh, I want to listen. Very interesting, yeah. And it's going to be on Court TV. Um, and on your live, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I have noticed, though, already Court TV is really, like, spinning things in Amber's favor. So it is, you just have to be careful when you're looking at the media of any source of, like, or making media. Sure you're yeah. getting, yeah, the full story of everything. But... We also can't forget that Penthouse 5 was Amber's closet. Remember that? Her closet? Do you remember? She had an entire penthouse for so her nuts, closet. so nuts, yes, but it's still shocking every time. I know. Okay. Well, with this all being said, let's pull up what Amber said happened on March the 23rd. <laughs> so Amber says, soon after Johnny's return to LA, we got into a big argument one night because I had found messages that showed he was cheating on me. I knew he had cheated on me before, but I did not think he would have carried on after we were married. Why would that make a difference to people?
2: Um, I mean, I guess if you get married, you're kind of hitting reset. If you had cheated, I I don't know. Like, no excuses here. Yeah, like, for
1: me, I'm like, I... And if you knew it, marriage doesn't normally make things better you in a situation. I think yeah, a lot no. of people think it's like a band aid, just like some people get pregnant. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, that, like, it's not Band-Aid. a great idea. Not good either. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. She says, I confronted him about it and he reacted badly. He started smashing things up all around the apartment, including possessions of mine in my closet. I went to the penthouse Pen next door. <laughs> <laughs> penthouse. Well, exactly. I went to the penthouses next door where my sister Whitney was staying, and I told her what had happened, and she came into the apartment where Johnny and his team were. I remember being really upset and crying. I also remember Johnny and I were shouting at each other, and at some point, he started hitting me. Everything happened very quickly. I recall Whitney standing between Johnny and I when he was trying to attack me on the mezzanine level. He pushed Whitney out of the way so that he could hit me. She had her back to the stairs, and I remember being really scared that she was going to fall down the stairs. I lunged at Johnny to stop him from hurting my sister and struck him to protect her. It was an instinctive reaction to protect my sister. Johnny grabbed me by the hair with one hand and repeatedly hit me with the other.
2: Um. So which hand was he grabbing her with? The cast, or was he hitting her with
1: the cast? Like, that? her story already doesn't make sense. Like, I... She... In the judge's judgment, he yeah. would later say that he sides with Amber in this. Let me read you what he said, because I thought it was bullshit, to be honest with you. I was sitting enraged. This is an excerpt from it. While Ms. Hurd did not mention the cast in her first witness statement for these proceedings, nor, for that matter, was it mentioned in any of her subsequent statements, she did refer to it in her declaration for the Virginia libel proceedings. In any event, her omission to mention this aspect was, she said, because she did not in her witness statement include all the details. She said, in any event, this was a minor incident compare, uh, by comparison which, with what had taken place in Australia only a few weeks earlier. I accept these explanations for why her statement in her statement she did not mention the matter. Yet she knew every color of the phone in Australia. That's what I'm saying. She's usually very detail-oriented um and if he's hitting you with a cast I as think you might mention a cast oh because that's gonna hurt yeah like, that's not gonna be just like a fist that's a solid object hitting you like oh, that absolutely. is absolutely no it's yeah and I'm making sure to mention that if I'm in like these kind of proceedings with my ex-husband well she would
2: exploit every detail of like if she was really getting beat with a cast I would you, you I would think, think, think she would re, like definitely make a big deal about it like yeah because she well back to like the nightgown she's like he was ripping my green
1: nightgown and like and um, I mean, back to the Australia photos, you remember yeah. we were t- the, talking about last week when she was in the Heathrow airport, she has no bruising on her face or anything when she's walking through the airport. And it's like, if he is hitting you in the head with the cast, yeah. cause that would have been after this incident then. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was March 29th. She went through the Heathrow airport and this was the 23rd. So it was just a few days after she's if walking someone through. someone was beating you with their cast. <sighs> I tell you. Crazy. Okay. Anyway, sorry to detract from that. (laughs) I just was like, I need to mention that because I don't, that's where I get to the point with the judge where I just get so, I understand it's a libel trial. It's not talking about whether he's guilty or not. And yes, there's like all these accusations flying around and he's a public figure. So obviously a tabloid article can say whatever it kind of wants about him. But it's also, it's like, you're accepting all of her as truth, uh, even though her statements are what is supposed to be
2: truth. And she's failing to mention that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's still like the hostage situation where he's like, I just accept that that's a a hyperbole. hyperbole. And I'm like, it was. (laughs) Uh,
2: In what way was it like a hostage situation (laughs) then, Judge?
1: Like, I've got some questions on that. I have some things I have to say to you. Oh, man. His security team stepped in and separated us. Whitney stayed with me the night after this incident. Despite what Johnny has alleged, I did not throw anything at him. As for berating him in rage, I would not put put it like that, but it is true. I was very angry and upset about him having an affair. I did not strike him on the stairs. I can't remember exactly how I struck him. All I really know is that I wanted to protect Whitney." I would say that I held my own this time. Remember, we're about to go into a diary right now because she always has to like... She's got to journal it out. She's got to journal it. Get your facts straight, girl. I remember connecting with him physically. Even if it wasn't much of a blow, it was a point of pride. It sounds sick, but I had accepted by then... It was a physical relationship. I had to know what my place was, and I didn't sign myself up to be a victim.
2: So she, in her diary, writes about (laughs) striking Johnny.
1: Her witness statement diary, but yes, her witness statement diary. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my. I was almost bragging about it. Yeah, she's like proud. She's like, I got a a blow in. That I got a lick in. Yeah. As messed up as that sounds, at least I got a lick in. So that's Amber's statement on that whole event. I want to hop over to Whitney's statement on what happened to her since she was on those wonderful little stairs. Yeah, Whitney's like standing by. Mm-hmm. Before I dive into what she said, though, I want to make mention there was an excerpt from her statement that I read, and I literally laughed out loud from it because you. I'll read it to you and let me see how you react after, especially given we know... Let me, how, me swallow my wine then. Yeah, like Let me prepare for this business. <sighs> Amber was increasingly isolated, which worried me. It seemed like Johnny was isolating Amber from her friends who were calling out what was going on. By then, I.O. Tell It Right was banned by Johnny, too. At some point in January 2016, I sought reconciliation because I was really worried about Amber and did not want to be cut off from her. I knew I had done nothing wrong, and I was angry at Johnny, but I apologized so that I could be kept around to keep an eye on her. She has a five penthouses... Full of her friends. Her friends.
2: And um, <laughs> I.O. Rocky or whatever, remember from the wedding, oh. is like striking people. Is
1: hitting Anyways, people. And taking- like, no wonder Johnny doesn't want... Oh yeah. I all around. Like, yeah. And also taking photos without his knowledge of his, yes, daughter, his daughter. And then under posting those underage photos of his daughter, where she's saying coming like, out, which yeah, is not the when case. she wasn't coming out. So it's like, stop. Like, this is so ridiculous. And then like, literally I yelled at my computer. I was like, how bitch all of her friends were living in the penthouses. And, and she's like, cut off. It's cut off. Like, is this I a hostage can't. situation? Yes. So she's going to talk a little bit about, um, Amber, like looking at Johnny's phone, um, in, just cause Whitney, Rocky, IO,
2: um, Josh Drew, yep. There's like a whole slew of friends that yeah. are literally in penthouses in the same building.
1: She's set them as like, up the, as theirs, even yes. though Johnny's paying for everything. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, not to mention Johnny's filming, mind mm-hmm. you. So how is this isolation? Like yeah. he's not even there. Yeah. And she's with her friends. I don't get it.
1: Yep. I don't get it either. So this is kind of back in time, but I did want to bring it up because I think it kind of gives a well-rounded. And if you listen to Amber's audio, she starts talking about how she's not secure in the relationship. She's not secure. She doesn't trust. There's no trust in the relationship. So on August 29th, 2014, um, Kate James and her were emailing each other. Kate James, her assistant. Yep. So Amber messaged Kate James. Can you please discreetly trace this number for me? List the number out. All the info you could get on this would be great. Thanks, babe. Kate responds back. It appears the number belongs to, they blanked it out obviously for, you know. privacy. Yeah. I Googled that name and there's a costume designer by that name. Middle-aged African-American woman. She worked on blank amongst other films. Amber responds back. Phew, okay. I know who that name is. That's a friend of Jay's. Saw a weird message pop up with that number, but it makes sense now. All good. She was checking yeah, on like the women. Checking, and
2: checking, checking. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. That's controlling. That's very controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is, I think, telling on the whole thing. Yeah. But down to March 2015 with Whitney's statement. <laughs> And I love to, I just kind of want to make note of it. When you look at all of Amber's friends' statements, they all kind of list out like what they said Amber told them happen. It's never I saw it until Whitney is like, I saw this happen. It's always yeah. I was then told about this, or like I was then brought up to her room and saw the destruction. It's like, but who right, so created you're not the destruction? Yeah. The actual act. Yeah. Yes. So Whitney says. At this time, we were all living together in um, the penthouses, so they've got it blocked out. But I lived in penthouse four, which was next to penthouse three, where Amber and Johnny lived. Amber's best friend, Rocky, and her boyfriend were next door in penthouse one. My apartment was connected by a door to penthouse three and was easily accessible to Johnny and Amber. She or Johnny would often come into my apartment and ask me to intervene in whatever fight they were having, hence my quote-unquote marriage counselor nickname, so bad. Yuck. This particular night, Amber came in and she was crying and screaming, can you fucking believe this? Your brother is fucking cheating on me. Johnny and I called each other brother and sister. This argument was sparked as Amber said she had discovered Johnny had been cheating on her with a woman called Rochelle Hathaway. Apparently, this had been going on for some time, and even after he and Amber were married. I didn't know how she knew this, but... I went to find Johnny and talk to him to figure out what was going on. I was sober because Amber woke me and got me out of bed. Why did she make mention of that? Is she normally not sober?
2: <laughs> um, I guess just to give credibility, right? To I her, guess. to her, to like say like there was no other reason. I'm remembering everything correctly. Like I was sleeping, so I was sober.
1: I guess. I guess. Yeah. And I do want to note, like we just read Amber's statement. Amber doesn't make mention of any alcohol or drug use in this whole thing. Or any kind of act of violence between Johnny and some other people. So just keep that in mind. All right.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Carvana. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I went into Penthouse
1: 5. What happened next was extremely shocking to me, so it is difficult for me to remember the exact sequence of events. However, to the best of my recollection, Johnny had an almost empty bottle of whiskey in one hand, drinking it in the kitchen downstairs. He was drinking whiskey even though his sobriety nurse, Debbie Lloyd, was there with him. I walked downstairs towards him. He was not making much sense, but was shouting denials and making it about Amber, saying she was fucking so-and-so and and she made me do it, and so on. Amber came in and was on the mezzanine level and was screaming at him, fuck you. And Johnny was on the ground floor screaming verbal abuse, saying she's a whore and she's an ugly old cunt and that no one will find you attractive if they know how many men you've went through. I went back up to the mezzanine level to calm her down and de-escalate the situation. Johnny was still on the ground floor with both his security guards. He threw a Red Bull can at us and it hit his sobriety nurse, Debbie it was really debbie. poor debbie damn debbie's been through a lot <laughs> debbie's like looking
2: for a finger one week like getting hit with a red bull the next week <laughs> poor
1: debbie but i don't think debbie was hit with the red bull but we'll get into that no i know i hear this but <laughs> debbie's seen a lot <laughs> i am excited to see what her statement yes. has to say about all of this of course i want to hear from debbie. i hope they've subpoenaed like her like notes from everything as well because i'm mm-hmm. like i want to know because she's a nurse yep yeah It was really alarming to me that his security team did not intervene earlier. He was shouting, fuck you bitches, you cunts, and then started coming upstairs towards us, yelling at us. He came up the stairs to the kitchen, to the mezzanine level. I was at the top of the stairs at the mezzanine level, and I stood with my back to the stairs, facing Amber, but between them. I remember being worried as I was near the edge of the top of the stairs. When he got to the top of the stairs, so she's at the edge, he got to the top of the stairs, he was pulling me backwards so that he could get to Amber, Amber said she'd, he'd pushed anyways. Yeah. Pulling, pushing, like which sense where you're at. Yep. I remember being scared because I was worried that I would fall backwards and fall down the stairs. Johnny reached out to shove me out of the way to lunge at Amber, reaching out to try to hit Amber and struck me, hitting me in the arm. Amber suddenly lurched forward and hit him and said, don't hit my sister. I didn't see exactly how Amber hit him, but it wasn't, it didn't seem especially hard. It was just enough for him to lose his momentum. She was trying to protect me, and I think it probably stopped me from being pushed down the stairs. There was a struggle with me stuck in the middle of it, and he really went for Amber. Somehow, I pushed out of the way so that I wasn't between them, and I was standing right there next to them when Johnny grabbed her by the hair with one hand, and I saw him punch her really hard in the head with his other hand multiple times. No mention of a cast. I was trying to push my way in between them and stop Johnny from hitting Amber when Travis, Johnny's security guard, stepped in to pull them apart. The security guard had been at the bottom of the stairs and only then had intervened. We were separated and I immediately took Amber back to my apartment, Penthouse 4, to make sure that she was okay. From my apartment, I could hear someone breaking and smashing things and Johnny screamed, Fucking cunt, you fucking whore, I hate you. At some point, the noise stopped, but I didn't go to see what happened. Instead, I took Amber back to Penthouse 3 so that she wouldn't have to listen to what was happening and stayed with her there and made sure she got to sleep. The next morning, I went to Penthouse 5 and saw that the place had been ransacked. Shelves had been ripped off the walls, and racks of Amber's clothes had been pulled over. Things were taken out of boxes and thrown around all over the place. I took photos of the damage, and we sent them in a text message exchange to Kevin Murphy." Poor Kevin. House, ma- House manager. House manager. Poor Kevin's getting like poop pictures. I know. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. It was Kevin's job to repair this sort of thing. By the afternoon, it was cleaned up as if nothing had happened.
2: Not excusing Johnny's behavior, by the oh. way. Like ransacking your own stuff. Like, just, I don't think he did. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, just saying we yeah, ain't got there yet. I'm just did saying rent. I'm not excusing if like he did getting physical. It. Yeah, no. Um so she says good mor- morning sir, so I'm um, Johnny destroyed Amber's closet and there's some other damage to to, to penthouse 5. Excuse me. You're the lucky person I should talk to you about that, correct? I suppose so. I'm up. So like <laughs> uh guess yeah. so. She says just um insanity just fucking insanity. So there's the bottom of the stairs. All of this clothes is kind of thrown over. Um, You can see just like all the, basically her clothes were just like tossed over basically from their um, shelving. From a rack. Yeah. Yeah. Like a
2: hanging bar or whatever.
1: Yeah. And she says, just to give you an idea. And he says, I'll be down later. I'll call you. Let me pull up what Johnny says. And then we'll look at what Travis has to say about the entirety of this mess. I understand from my solicitors that the defendants also allege that in March of 2015, when Ms. Hurd and her sister and I were in Los Angeles, I allegedly began to destroy personal property in the house, including Ms. Hurd's belongings in her closet. The defense goes on to state that I also hit Ms. Hurd hard and repeatedly, and that when I lunged to hit Miss Hurd again, Ms. Hurd's sister placed herself between them to try to interrupt the fight. I then allegedly turned my attention to Miss Hurd's sister who was standing at the top of the flight of stairs reached out with one hand and shoved Miss Hurd's sister causing Miss Hurd to believe that I was about to push her sister down the stairs I fully deny this allegation I returned From Australia to Los Angeles in mid to late March 2015, around the 22nd of March 2015, it was the 23rd, but okay, I was at Penthouse 5 Eastern Columbia building with Ms. Hurd and her sister. Ms. Hurd was in an extremely argumentative mood and kept trying to provoke me to have an argument with her. I cannot remember the specifics of this particular argument, but Ms. Hurd always managed to find something to try to argue about. We did begin arguing, but I was not violent towards Miss Hurd or her sister in any way at this time. It is an absurd lie that Miss Hurd employed that she feared that I was about to push her baby sister down the stairs. That is not what occurred, nor did it appear that it was going to occur, as Miss Hurd could see with her own eyes at that time. Ms. Hurd was in fact trying to prevent me from leaving the property and berating me in another rage. As I have said, I cannot remember precisely what this particular rage was about. As a result, I summoned Nurse Lloyd, one of my security guards, Travis McGivern, and Travis McGivern to intervene. When they arrived, Ms. Hurd and I were having a verbal argument that lasted 60 to 90 minutes. What? If I am that much shouting, if I'm as old as Johnny Depp, I'm saying to hell with you. Like I'm a 30 right now. And I would be like, uh, I am oh. so good on this drama. Like I don't need everyone it. would be like packing it up. Get out. Like, yeah, I'm
2: over this drama.
1: It's ridiculous. It's exhausting.
2: It's exhausting to even hear like them talk about like all the stomping and throwing and shouting and like mm. be like, don't come near me. I'm tired. I'm
1: tired. <laughs> I just want to sleep, man. And, I mean, this is after he's lost a finger. It's like, why are we still He's had here? surgery. He's got MRSA. Like,
2: mm. I mean, he shouldn't be drinking, his sobriety, all of that. But, yeah, like, I just feel like they know each other well enough that she's provoking mm. when she's checking on texts and all this other stuff. Like, and then going there to, like, mm. I guess I hear both sides. Oh, yeah. But... It seems
1: like gasoline on a fire. I will say it is interesting. So in all of the statements, and Debbie Lloyd had made notes that night, no one mentions the alcohol except for Whitney, I'm pretty sure, which I thought was interesting. I was like, yeah, and I haven't checked. And Debbie makes note of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and she did say it got volatile between the two of them, had to remove them both from, like, the situation. Like, it was not a good time between either of them. But, like, yeah, I do find it interesting. Like, I'm like, okay, we're kind of nitpicking a little bit. Like, I don't know, but... At some point during this argument, I tried to leave and Ms. Hurd threw a can of Red Bull at me, striking me in the back. Shortly after, Ms. Hurd threw her purse at me, which <laughs> She's was a thrower which was blocking from hitting me by Mr. McGivern, blocking from hitting me by Mr. McGivern during this argument. Ms. McGivern Travis was trying to protect me by standing between me and Ms. Hurd, but Ms. Hurd still managed to lunge and punch me in the face with a closed fist. This caused visible swelling Mm -hmm. and injury. Shortly after I had been hit, I left the premises along with Nurse Lloyd and Mr. McGiven. I do want to say, okay, that's the end of his statement there. This will all make sense soon because now it just seems like okay. He said, she said, blah yeah. blah, blah. There is a third party that all should right. be on Whitney's side that's going to come forward. But before we get into that, let's look at Travis's statement on this. Oh my! <laughs> there is a third impartial party. What movie is that from? I'm a impartial party, not maybe it was I'm Amanda not the party. <laughs> that's how I feel with this. I'm an impartial party. Travis, who has worked. For Johnny for almost seven years by that point in time. Um, He's seen it all too. He's seen it all as well. Was he in Australia? I don't. You don't know? No. Let me see. I don't think so. Travis says, on March 23rd, 2015, I was working a security shift at Mr. Depp's residence at 849 South Broadway. Where Mr. Depp was also staying at the time. I don't know when he decided to go back to that penthouse, but I would love to have had a chat with him and be like, "Why don't you stay at your West Hollywood Hills home? Because it's and his do that place. Annulment? Oh, that's true. I'm yeah. sorry. I'd be like, <laughs> I want to go where I want to go. Yeah. This is my penthouse. Get
2: out. Yeah. Oh man. I know he's not in that state of mind. He like at this point, like he
1: wanted, yeah, to be married and be happy and <sighs> with Amber. Oh, yeah. Mr. Depp contacted me and asked me to come to Penthouse 5, which is in the penthouse that he owns in the building adjacent to his principal home in Penthouse 3. He also asked me to bring a nurse who worked with Mr. Depp called Debbie Lloyd. I do not recall him specifically, I do not recall him specifying why he wanted Nurse Lloyd to come. When Ms. Lloyd and I entered the residence, Ms. Heard and Mr. Depp were having a verbal, verbal argument. Ms. Hurd's sister was also present. I cannot recall the specifics of what was being said, but there was a lot of shouting mixed in with some moments of calm or communication. This argument lasted approximately 60 to 90 minutes. I'd be out of there, man. When I arrived at Penthouse 5, I initially stood just outside the apartment with the door open to give Ms. Hurd and Mr. Depth their space. When the argument got louder and more intense, I entered the apartment and stood in their general vicinity without intervening. At some point, approximately about 30 to 45 minutes after my arrival, Miss Heard threw a full can of Red Bull that hit Mr. Depp in the back. I noted that Ms. Henriquez states "A paragraph 61 of her witness statement that it was Mr. Depp who threw a Red Bull can at us. Who's Ms. Henriquez? Whitney? Oh, Whitney. Yeah. So Whitney yeah. is, she was married. Thank you for- Gotcha. Yeah. She's married. So her maiden name's Heard, but Henriquez is yeah, her yeah. married name. Um, states in paragraph 61 of her witness statement that Mr. Depp- who threw the Red Bull can at us that allegedly hit Miss Lloyd. This did not happen. Miss Hurd threw a can of Red Bull. I recognized that Miss Hurd had access to a variety of other items that she could throw. Anything in, re- <laughs> anything in her arm's reach. I therefore moved next to Mr. Dupp to ensure that he would not get hit by anything else. Like a purse. <sighs> At this point, Ms. Hurd was standing on the ledge, the landing above Mr. Depp, and I witnessed her spit on Mr. Depp from above. Ms. Hurd also tried to throw her purse at Mr. Depp, but I defended, deflected it mid-air. Approximately 10 minutes before we left, I witnessed Ms. Hurd punch Mr. Depp in the eye with a closed fist. Ms. Hurd and Ms. Henriquez then left a penthouse five. Ms. Lloyd then exchanged in conversation with Mr. Depp and persuaded him that we should leave. We then went to the vehicle with Mr. Depp. It is alleged in paragraph one hundred thirty two of Miss Hurd's first witness statement, oh Amber's first witness statement, that Mr. Depp pushed Miss Henriquez out of the way so that she could reach he could reach Miss Hurd. This did not happen and at no point did Mr. Depp push Miss Henriquez. I further understand that it is alleged in the same paragraph that Mr. Depp hit Miss Hurd repeatedly with one hand whilst holding her hair with the other, and that Mr Depp's security had to step in and separate them. Once again, this did not happen, and at no point did Mr. Depp hit Miss Hurd. And what Debbie say about the punch? Um, she didn't say anyone punched anyone. She said they both got volatile and both had and to be separated. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. just wondering. No, in her notes, that it was, um, yeah. So, and they she did say things were going to get violent. Like that was, so they I had don't, to break it and up. Then like, in like court, in. And then in court, it was said, like, okay, she said things were going to get violent. So that means between the two of you. And then that was argued, like the whole thing shebang right gotcha so as of right now we've got a lot of partial parties talking about this whole thing so let's get to what should be a should be a partial party for Whitney but things yeah happen so
2: yeah but also I just give more credibility to people that are I know they're paid by Johnny right yeah but it's So his security and nurse, like they have their own reputations to be hireable. Of course, from here on out, like if they're just like making up things, Mm. they're not going to be able to work. Like it's they're not going to be able to work again. So they're, I don't know. I just give a little more credibility to somebody that's an actual professional and paid. Of course, to be there, they're like, yeah, this happened. This happened. Like, yeah, they have to do their job. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree with you there. I always get scared that the herd the herd supporters are going to come for me and be like, but he paid them. <laughs> like, yes, know. we acknowledge that. He paid, them, <laughs> he paid them. And they also like, and not all of them still work for him either. It's not right. like they need him for a job because not all of them, some of them, yes, do still work for him. I think we talked about one the other day, when it comes to the Australia incident, that was has been working for him for years, but it's like, but some of them don't work for him at all anymore. So you would think like they would be like, yeah, this crazy shit happened. I'm really sick. Well, of being and not in to this. mention
2: like I would just argue the other side of that. Like if they wanted to make something bigger of it, they could be clout chasers and be like, yeah, I was there and this happened. Like if they for really sure. wanted to get a name for themselves, mm-hmm. they could embellish
1: whatever too. Yeah, for sure. Whitney worked for Jennifer Howell at her charity, The Art of Elysium. Okay. Um, I may be totally butchering that. I mispronounce everything. Um, but she worked for her. They had a friendship, an ongoing long-term friendship. Called each other their chosen sisters. Okay. So during the United Kingdom trial, Jennifer messaged Whitney. I, I think they were So ongoing. Jennifer's in the UK Gen- testifying. Well, no. Well, oh. So Whitney's in the UK testifying. And Whitney text Jennifer this. Oh, okay. She says, hey, chosen sister, I'm so, so sorry for the late text. As you know, I'm in the UK for court. Can you please call me when you have a chance and when you wake up? I've gotten some calls from the Sun legal team about you possibly getting involved in giving Mm -hmm. evidence to JD's team. I told the Sun that there was no way that this could be true, but I just wanted to talk to you no matter what. I love you. Jennifer responds, You are my chosen sister, and I love you with my entire heart. I was served two subpoenas yesterday. I was questioned and just told them the truth as to what I know. I could never, I would never lie in any court proceeding or anything else. My only concern in this is you. I have a letter I have written to you, and I'm giving it to you tomorrow. I hope you know how much I love you, um, and protecting you is something I will always do, now and always. Whitney responds, Jen, why would you? Why wouldn't you <laughs> talk to me first? No chosen sister. This time. no, no. She's like, uh, this is that was a CYA. Like, yeah, um, Jen, why wouldn't you talk to me first? Adam Waldman, who is Johnny's lawyer, is a vindictive liar who is trying to bring down my family and willing to do anything to do so. He can and will use anything you say, good or bad, to hurt us. And then you can see it's continuing, but it's not used. So. Let's read the declaration. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of Jennifer Howell.
2: When it comes to court proceedings, just don't perjure yourself. They're perjurers already. I'm sorry. Like, and that clearly to me, like, holds a lot of weight of her being like, hey, friend, um, did you just ruin our case? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then- what did you say? And, Jen
1: sounds like Jennifer's like, I had to just tell the truth. It's a court proceeding. Yeah. So which would you like to hear first? Do you think Jennifer's statement or her letter to oh. Whitney? Oh. Because I got both. i got to hear the statement. Statement? Okay. Okay. i got to hear what's multi- multi- like documented and multi- the, the, the kind version of it or something. Yeah. So I, Jennifer Howell, declare as follows. Whitney Henriquez, whose maiden name is Whitney Hurd, is my dear friend. And she has told me that I am her chosen sister. I'll also call her my chosen sister. Whitney worked for me at a nonprofit organization that I founded 22 years ago and run called The Art of Elysium. We take artists and help them to be of service to communities in need. We serve over 30,000 individuals in need each year. Whitney volunteered for the organization in 2014 for about six months, and she worked full-time as a, pl- a paid employee for me in 2015 through to 2016, where Whitney served as the art salon manager slash director. I have learned that Whitney testified in court July 23rd in London about a violent incident in March of 2015, the one we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. on the stairs at Mr. Depp's penthouse. She testifies that Johnny supposedly hit Amber and Whitney on the stairs at Johnny's downtown penthouse. Then Whitney said that she had to live with her employer where she slept on the floor. I, with her employer um she had to leave like the she had to flee the penthouses and go where of this fight and go to her employer jennifer howell okay mm-hmm. this was not what i was told to be true first whitney came to live in the guest room of my apartment on wilshire boulevard not on my floor but in my guest room second when whitney arrived she was a mess Whitney told me she had tried to stop her sister Amber from hitting and attacking mm-hmm. Johnny on the stairs. Yeah. Whitney said when she tried to intervene to stop Amber from going after Johnny, Amber nearly pushed Whitney down the stairs. Well, yikes. Yep, that's a different story. <sighs> All together. She told me that she was worried that Amber was quote-unquote going to kill Johnny. no. She told me that she had endured this kind of abuse her entire life, first from her father and then from Amber, who she said was extremely violent. She lived with me because she did not feel like she could go back to the Eastern Columbia building. My father reminded me this morning that I told him that Whitney had moved in with me because she was terrified of her sister. Whoa. Yep. While Whitney was living with me, she told me Johnny kept checking in to see how she was doing and called her sis and she called him brother. Whitney said to me on multiple occasions that she did not know why he was staying in this relationship or why he was putting up with Amber's abuse. Whitney shared with me the damage endured by both her and Amber as children and the injuries that they had su- she had suffered from Amber both psychologically and physically. Whitney was devastated during this time and my heart broke for her. When Whitney came back from New York, I believe it was for the Tribeca Film Festival, the Adderall Diaries premiere, or both, she shared with me and everyone in the office that Amber freaked out, attacked Whitney, and threw a wine glass of red wine, wine at her in the elevator. While Amber and Johnny were, she is a <laughs> she's a thrower. She's a thrower. While Amber and Johnny were in Australia, Whitney was in the office, sitting in black and white chairs near the kitchen, and loudly proclaimed. Oh my God, she has done it now. She cut off his fucking finger. Yeek, that's incriminating. Now I know why she was like, um, what'd you say? Exactly, did you say to Adam Waldman? Yikes. Oh man. I knew Paige, Heard, Amber, and Whitney's mother. Paige shared with me while I was visiting Whitney. That Elon Musk had gifted a Tesla or multiple Teslas, I'm not sure if it was one or more, but Amber found that they were quote unquote bugged. Paige told me that Amber said Elon was controlling, <sighs> abusive, and that she was in a legal battle with him over the right to embryos that they had created together before or after she was married. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> He wanted to destroy them, and Amber tried to keep them to have a baby. She has a baby by surrogate right now, which is just interesting. Oh, God, is it Elon's?
2: I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.
2: I no wonder elon was like uh no thank you this is crazy because it's so crazy well, elon so crazy it's so
1: crazy but if you look at candid photos of elon and amber and i can try to find some to put in or i'll put them on my personal ig but if you see him with amber out candidly sometimes he has marks on his cheek and everything else like a lot of people were alleging he a she was cigarette still burn on like, his cheek <laughs> does his finger chopped off does he have all fingers <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. all I can say, I know you're not done no, like with ahead. this yet, but mm-hmm. like between people that should be on the okay. herd side, like team <laughs> herd, <laughs> yeah.
1: not, no, not probably. <laughs> Shouldn't be We're heard. Anyways, yeah, between people that should be on herd side, not
2: the herd team herd, um, like Paige, just saying that are texting Johnny. And this is like coming out like, sorry, apologizing for Amber's behavior. Even like, even though it's not Whitney's testimony, but testimony of Jennifer, right? Mm-hmm. That's saying like, Whitney was like, oh, I'm sorry for my sister. or I'm scared of my sister. Or like that, that's supposed to be like team heard. And yeah. they're all saying like, uh, oh, we're apologizing for Amber's behavior or we're scared of Amber or like- This is a common- Her own team, her yeah, own- Yeah,
1: this is a common issue with family. Amber. Like you can see like just from looking at, I mean, like you said, Paige and David's texts even, like we even yeah. looked at that the last couple of episodes of like- yeah, they're aware their daughter is like a mess, and I mean, a thrower I, at least, a like thrower. they're aware that she's like capable of this bad, yeah, violent behavior. behavior. Yeah, <sighs> he wanted to destroy them, and Amber wanted to keep them to have a baby. Paige told me that Johnny was either a quote-unquote angel or a quote-unquote saint compared to Elon, and that she wished that Amber and Johnny would reconcile. Paige also told me the reason that Johnny and Amber had broke up was because Amber was violent and emotional and loved Johnny so much that she could not control it. And that sounds like page two, given some of the texts that her and Johnny have exchanged. Like she was, she was going to kill herself. Like you remember that one? I know. Like I know she's serious about it. And I was like, that's abusive, but like, okay. I was indeed taken aback by the, because this conversation occurred after the divorce. And when Hunter was only a few months old, that's Whitney's son. And I was at Whitney's house. Whitney told me that Amber and Johnny were still in touch and that they were each other's true loves or something to that exact sentiment. Whitney was still going through the emotions of having a baby and all those ups and downs, and I could not believe that Amber and Johnny's relationship was being discussed while Whitney was the one that needed to be the focal point and needed support. When Amber got into legal trouble, trouble regarding the smuggling of dogs into Australia, I asked, she asked me to write her a character reference about her charity work, and I did so. We had given her a humanitarian award, she volunteered with the charity and attended events for the charity.
2: That's not okay you for like supporting your sister's dog smuggling. <laughs> like can I can have a character reference for my charity just so my sister doesn't get in
1: trouble for smuggling dogs or customs. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Not relevant, um, but okay. She volunteered at the charity um, and attended events for the charity. I am still grateful for that. I knew nothing about her personal life behind closed doors until I became close with Whitney. When Amber was in trouble with the Australian authorities, she asked me to write a character letter in support of her, which I did. I wrote on behalf of Amber for volunteering for the charity. Oh, on behalf of Amber. Mm. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not okay, Whitney. Yeah, sorry. thanks for your help. But in still, the charity, like, you don't smuggle dogs. So yeah. Later, when Amber and Johnny were divorcing, $7 million of the proceed was supposed to go to charity. This I find insane. Yeah, right?
2: Where's that receipt? We already we went through know. this.
1: I learned that none of it would be directed to the Art of Elysium, which Amber had been closely associated with for years. Instead, I understood it would all go to the ACLU and the LA Children's Hospital. I asked Amber's publicist why, when she and Amber had been so eager to use our name in the press during the divorce, and when the funds would mean so much to a small organization like ours. Would Amber direct all the money to these huge charities that she has not been associated with? Amber's publicist told me that they were more prominent charities with more significant press reach and got international press.
2: Yeah, gross. And also, where's the receipt? Where's the receipt? We still don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, it's a good
1: thing she didn't donate to Art of Elysium. They still yeah, wouldn't see that money. she's going to out her for not <gasps> donating the funds. Then, months later, I received a $250,000 donation came into organization from an anonymous donor on behalf of Amber Heard. The funds did not come from Amber. I believe this donation came from Elon. Years later, on July 24th, 2020, I received two subpoenas from Johnny's attorney after Whitney testified about sleeping on my floor and following the staircase incident. The following day, I spoke with Johnny's attorney, Adam Waldman, for the first time. I told him the stories of my experiences with Whitney, Paige, and Amber Heard, and he asked me to give this declaration. I shared the names of the Art of Elysium staff who worked at the same time that Whitney, who also heard these things um, and more, and willingly gave access to my emails, texts, and confirm- to confirm the dates and timeline of all stated.
2: So yeah, she's got nothing to hide. She's like, here you know, it is.
1: And neither does an ex-boyfriend of Whitney's. Right. So before we get into Jennifer's letter, this is a declaration of Vince Jolivet. Jo- I am a producer of such films as The Sound of Fury and Dubious Battles and Child of God. These were the three of hundreds of films that I and my staff um, of many people tirelessly made for James Franco, a Rabbit Bandini Productions. We have all since thankfully moved on. Yeah, Don't know what that, that means.
0: Thankfully, but...
2: just had to throw in that little yeah little quip at James.
1: In 2016, we shared offices with the charity, The Art of Elysium. At the time, Whitney was working there. Whitney and I became friends and then dated in the summer of 2017. She was an extremely hard worker, smart, and easy to talk to, and nice. During a conversation we had in the spring of twenty sixteen, I asked Whitney why she had moved in with Jennifer Howell, the founder of the Art of Elysium, who lived two floors above my office. She relayed to me a story of having to stop her sister Amber from hurting Johnny. And in the process, how um, he had almost knocked or she had almost knocked her down a flight of stairs. They've kind of got words blocked out to like protect the uh uh-huh. but yeah. yeah. So that backs up Jennifer Howell's statement. Again, Whitney's
2: Quoted telling people that she had to stop Amber from hurting Johnny. From hurting Johnny. And therein, like, almost got knocked down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Plausible. Like, totally
1: would make sense. Totally makes sense. So, I'll read you... Jennifer's letter, it is quite long. If we don't end up going through it all on the podcast, I will link it on my Instagram. Cuz it's super similar to her it, statement. It is. Yeah, it's super similar to her statement, but I do think it does give like a personal side of things when it yeah, comes to Yeah, it's the non-official world. official version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer says, "Dear Whitney, this is one of the most important letters that I have ever written in my life. I asked to write a letter to you in my own words after receiving two subpoenas yesterday to give testimony of my knowledge of what" happened to lead you to stay with me after leaving the Eastern Columbia building in the penthouses of Amber and Johnny. The reason this letter is so important to me is that you, my chosen sister are so important to me. And I'm hoping that the truth will set you free from a lifetime of abuse and being forced to live someone else's life instead of given the freedom to live your own.
2: Oh, she's like, don't protect an abuser.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that I'm writing this on behalf of everyone who loves you and wants to help save you yet again from fighting battles that it's not yours to fight outside of google alerts for this charity and what the media circus has going on right now i have been unaware of the ins and outs of what's been happening between amber and johnny it was brought to my attention that you made reference to amber kicking you out of the penthouses to live quote unquote on your boss's floor i don't think it took them long to connect the dots and figure out who your boss was at that time I have been trying to catch myself up to speed on everything, and I'm afraid there are different storylines different story between what I shared and what you shared. I spoke with Adam Waldman this morning, Johnny's lawyer, mm-hmm. and was asked some questions and answered honestly with my account of the situations. Just so you know, Adam was respectful, kind, and understood my allegiance in all of this was to you and to you alone. I have never been more upset during any of this drama than I am right now at the thought of Amber asking you to leave Gavin, her husband, and Hunter, her son, to go to London and entangle you in all of this. If you feel that you have been asked to or compromised in any way to do anything that might perjure yourself, I beg you to recant.
2: Yes. She's like, yes. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Do not
1: fight Amber's battles. Stop oh, protecting and Yeah. Like I think this letter speaks volumes. <laughs> like man, in regards to the extramarital affairs, I only have information that you and others have shared with me. It is my understanding that all of that is completely irrelevant other than James is giving us a um, sworn statement and she goes on here about James and his honor and whatever else. I'll post the like full that doesn't really matter to what we're talking sure. about here. Then she says, when Elon came up in the deposition, I shared only what I know from you and Paige. February 9th of 2019, when I came to see you and meet Hunter, Whitney's son, is when the conversation with you and your mom took place. I told them that I had been told that Elon had gifted Teslas, but Amber had found out that they were bugged. I was told that were Amber- they bugged? I don't know. I don't know. But I had seen a TikTok recently. Not that that's like, but apparently he's been accused of this again, like bugging Teslas. <laughs> So I I I mean, it's like a Trojan horse. They're like, hey, you want a free Tesla? Might be bugged. Elon Musk isn't a great guy either. He does have a lot of money though. It's interesting to me that she dates men with like a lot of money. (laughs) Just saying, not saying. No, I'm saying. um, (laughs) So I'll end in her two paragraphs here. She says, I asked if it were okay to write you in my own words because of how easily I know things can get distorted or twisted. You know me, and you know that if I was subpoenaed or brought into this or anything else that I would always be honest. Mm -hmm. Those text messages, man. I love Amber and have compassion for her because she is your sister, and I know that you guys, what you guys went through as kids, the two of you have literally been through hell together, and I know you would do anything in the world for her. She is your older sister. You lost your mother. This was after Paige had passed, and you are a mom for the first time. It is time she thought of you and your needs and put them above her own needs, asking you or even agreeing to have you leave your husband and child and involve you in all of this is so selfish and beyond comprehension. You, Whitney, are worthy of love, worthy of being seen in all your light and beauty, and worthy of not having to clean up another's mess that is not yours." During this time of social change and movements, hashtag Me Too, Time's Up, Black Lives Matter, and all of the actions working to set the scales of justice back to being well, just, just people have to be willing to come forward with the truth. It took two subpoenas to get me to be forthcoming with what I have been told, but I do believe in people and feel others who have bear, witness, bear witness to all of this will also step up and speak the truth. Whitney, I just want you to be somewhere... With your husband and child and living your life not connected to any of this you deserve that I love you very much Jennifer
2: it's so, it's sad. so sad I know that's what I was gonna say it's so sad because she's just begging her friend to like not be part of
1: perjuring herself yeah per, and, well
2: perjuring herself but not be part of like the amber tornado yeah like
1: go live your own life. Like, like peacefully. Mess. Yeah. And don't allow yourself to be abused in this situation right. any longer. Yeah.
2: And don't be an enabler of Amber's abuse. Yeah. Don't perjure yourself and say, like, Did that that happened when it
1: didn't? Just, yeah. Yeah. Speak your own truth. Yeah. It is crazy. So that was the staircase incident. We've talked a lot about Jennifer Howell today. Does think- she have to testify? Everything else. In Virginia? I'm not sure, to be honest with you.
2: I'm not sure.
1: Um, yeah, Um Just wondering,
2: because she's on the list of names. There
1: are... So, they have released the list. I haven't, like, pulled it up and, like, seen everything that's going on. But I did notice Debbie Lloyd, because I was like, oh, I'm, oh I want to know what Debbie's got to I, say on this. I want to know what Debbie has to say. Yeah.
2: As a medical... Like, from her medical professional, like, mm. standpoint of what happened.
1: Yeah. We are a true crime podcast, but I... I mean, this is true crime. I would love, like after this is all over, maybe in a few months to like go through it all again, not all of it, but like to like go through what's done in like Virginia, that's a little bit different from what's been done and everything else. Yeah.
2: It's, um, it's a different court system. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm like really excited to see what happens. So
1: excited to see what comes with this. I really don't know. I really couldn't tell you, like, I have no I know. idea what's going to happen. You talk about defamation, Defamation's hard to prove. Yep. So I think like, man, but
2: not to mention, uh, we've talked about it before that there's like the justice system and then there's like the media and like public karma, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't restore his name or restore yeah. like what work he could have lost or something, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting that there's trial by media and. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So sorry to read at you for like the majority of this. I like because, it. Okay. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, I'm just sitting here like reading things, but it is absolutely crazy. And when you get that like third party, you're just like, oh my God. Like, well,
2: that's a very personal and heartfelt letter to a friend. And, and, yeah. and what I don't like, what, what stinks about it all is like Whitney being like, Hey, chosen sister, what'd you say to Johnny's lawyer? And she's like, um, yeah, about that. You know, I, I, I don't the like then like.
1: Jen. Jen. Yeah. That was like, I was like, well, Jen, what did you say? Like, yeah. So we we have talked about Jennifer Howell a lot today and I did want to shine a light of on her charity, the art of Elysium, especially since Amber's team didn't feel that it had enough publicity for her to donate her $7 million. Don't worry, you don't um, know where
2: Amber Heard's money went anyway. Yeah, Just but saying. If you
1: would like to donate to it. So I'll let you know. The Art of Elysium works with volunteer artists to craft creative tailor made programs um, for the populations that they serve in the local Los Angeles area. So they've created 110 community programs a month. They serve oh. over 30,000 individuals a year. And volunteer artists then eligible for support services ranging from artist salons, networking events to showcases, distribution opportunities. They currently serve 2,510 artists a year in Los Angeles. Um, They want to support artists, and they say that artists volunteer as well. And through service, they create communities that thrive. So I'm going to list. Uh, we'll put her in the description, The Art of Elysium. If you do want to um, donate to her, I think it is a worthy cause. I have looked at it before and check it out for yourself. When this all Looks came cool. out, the the Depp heads they did share her charity Aww. all over to try to get her, you know, some more funds than maybe even the seven million that was. Pfft because she could have had disappeared but for more information about their academic services their artists and their community services make sure you check out that their page and make sure with us if you enjoyed listening to me read you terrible traumatic bedtime stories between amber heard and johnny depp you know give us a subscribe a like a rate a share do all the things so you don't miss an episode we have merch now Ah, I know that's so fun.
2: It's so fun. Very cute and fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. And you're gonna be there in Virginia yeah. next week, which is we're yes we pre-recorded, but so it's probably now. So I've already been
1: there. Yeah. At oh, you've point, been there. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been back. But I'll be posting some TikToks. I'll be doing lives on TikToks about it um, all that fun stuff. Delalio D is my, my TikTok handle, but also make sure you're following our socials because we share missing person awareness. Yes. Um, and we do really want to get the word out. We are, you know, um, we want to talk to your crime and everything, but this has just been, it's wild. Like it is wild. I, I don't know. What do you think of the staircase incident? What was your, Um, your, you I, have an impartial party that knows nothing about either of these two. Clearly. I just picked the wine. Um,
2: I think that it's super manipulative that whatever happens, Amber is known to exaggerate what oh, happens and make switch. it her own truth. I I think she like really believes her own abuse. Like the more that this happens, I think she believes it. And I think there's just enough other people that don't have a dog in the fight or have like less stake in the game. Debbie, the bodyguard, even Jennifer that are like, Mm, that's not what you
1: said went down, so... Whenever it comes to our audio, by the way, guys, if you're listening to us on Spotify or whatever and you can't hear what's being said in the audio, especially with Johnny and Amber, because one of them's doing it privately or, like, whatever else, um, make sure you're checking out our YouTube because we'll have, like, um, it'll be up in, like, the captions. captions. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can know
0: what they're saying. You're going to have to do this under oath, too, you know. I will, because I... this unfortunate part is... Do you believe all this, Amber? Do you believe all this? Oh yeah, the fuck out of yes. Fucking, yes, yes. You, you believe you believe I'm an abuser. You believe I'm an abuser. In between, after, in, May, in, December, in, in April? Uh, do you believe I'm you're an abuser? Do you believe you abused me physically? Do I physically believe I mean do I believe I physically abused you? Yes.
1: Do you know I'm 115? Well, not anymore, but I was 115 pounds. I'm that's, a 115-pound woman, and you're say I have the capacity of you.
0: Know, <laughs> that's not the question. <laughs> it's, 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 that's it's, not, it's, not the I've question. Ever, have, have I ever been? Have I ever been, able, have I ever been able to knock you off of your feet? You started, your You started these things. You're going to Johnny, and say she started it? Really? I have never been able to overpower you. That's the difference between me and you. Why did you try? And that's the difference. That's the whole world, and the a jury, and the a judge will see. It's a very, a very big. Difference.
1: She also says, like, she's like, um, she's like, oh, you know, um, tell the world I Johnny Depp was abused, and see how many people believe you. Which is taunting and abusive. And abusive. Come on. Like, just listening to that sends me into, like, <sighs> I remember this. Like, it's gaslighting. Yeah. At, like, 101.
2: Gaslighting 101. She's like, I'm 110 pounds. Do you think I could abuse you? Yeah, Yes. abusers come in all shapes and sizes. And she said, mm-hmm.
1: Johnny said exactly what you said. Like <laughs> he he just like you literally I was like, you've got to hear this clip because Johnny says exactly what you just said about her. And like, you believe this. You really do. And I think she does. I, I, think-, I think she believes she was abused. I'm not yeah. justifying Johnny's like bad behavior.
2: He asked her the question that everyone wants to ask, like, but you think you're not an
1: abuser? yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I personally believe, I know, um, I personally, like, I don't think it was a good marriage. Um, I think it, this whole relationship was just a nightmare. Um, but I don't think Johnny Depp physically abused his wife. Right. I'm not saying you have to believe it or
2: not. I'm saying like when he asked her, like, you think you're not an abuser? There's evidence you're an abuser. Yeah. No. So from her own sister and her
1: own self saying, I hit you. Just not with a closed fist. Okay. And now she's being acted like she's above reproach and like she can't be questioned and everything else in the media. And it's like, no, you can be like, there's been a lot of lies, a lot, a lot of lies. And it's so insulting to real people who have survived this. And it makes that's the thing. It's just
2: sickening to like people who have really been abused. Yeah. Like, I get you shouldn't victim blame. That's not what's happening here. When you tell lies, they have to be corroborated. And like people that are
1: being subpoenaed can't corroborate
2: your story. Yeah. So it's calling the question. That's yeah. right.
1: That's And it does come back to the fact, this has been something I've talked about a lot on my TikTok, that male victims of abuse are not taken seriously. Yeah, I've males even, are abused too. Yeah, and I've even seen comments on my TikTok being like, no, men can't be abused because like Amber said with the size and everything. No. Like that honestly, like That's why they're abused. Exactly. Because it's it like so target. easy to dismiss. They can't dismiss. get away. They can't get away. And you look at like even the Australian incident, he's talking about, I had to hide in like all these bathrooms. And then even in October, I had to hide in all of these bathrooms to get away from my wife. And cause he can't, you know, and he even says in one of the audio clips, he's like, when you get physically violent, I have to remove myself from the situation. And that's when she keeps saying, you keep splitting you on run, our marriage. You yeah. split. Yeah. So it's just, it's so crazy and sad. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself since transitioning to a working from home environment the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com/itt, that's better h e l p. And join the over
2: 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced
1: professional. And for listeners of Innocent Told Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash ITT. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ITT. But we've talked way too long on this. I'm so sorry. If you're still with us, God, God bless for joining you. us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. But yeah, we'll yes. wrap it now. Okay, fine. But yeah, fine. it was a lot we'll be back with at least one more episode want more. I if guess. you want more let us know um but yeah cheers yeah till next time next <laughs> oh time. how was the wine did you like it yes girl like this was my this favorite is empty <laughs> i think this is my favorite so far i loved it like i will be buying this again i would totally buy this again i want to try For the others Anders. cheers, cheers. Oh, ahura media production